You want to hear? That's your first one. So that's it. All right. So and and listen, habits. We all have hurts, hangups, and habits. We really do. And so I just want to encourage you to be praying about how God would use you as we launch Celebrate Recovery here at the Hills Campus this morning. It'll be something that I pray. I know it'll refresh your soul. And so uh, with that, I want to introduce this dear sweet brother of mine. I say sweet brother. You can look at me and say. I'm the only guy I can get away with telling a biker he's a sweet brother, so I'm going to tell you. So anyway, but he is. He's a dear, uh, he's my brother. And I mean, and I've known him for uh, many years. And uh, he, uh, I remember when he came, his, he used to him and Amy. I want you all stand up and face the crowd there. This is Amy and Jamie Rich. And, and uh, We've got some other friends, Christian Jody, in here, but these were folks that were in our youth department up at Aaron Lake Baptist Church in Fable, North Carolina. And the longevity of these folks that put up with Sister Deneen and really me uh, for several years, for eight to ten years, that they uh, ministered alongside of us as soldiers for the Lord and ministering to teenagers. And so uh, these folks are near and dear to my heart. But I've watched Jamie grow. Uh, to where he is a leader of uh, in Celebrate Recovery. Uh, you're the state representative, right, for North Carolina. And uh, he's also uh, one of the leaders and champions. Uh, it's called Broken Chains. And it's bikers. It's, 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 it's not really a bikers club, it, but it's a fellowship. And it's a fellowship that uh, encourages folks to be part of Celebrate. Yeah, in order to be part of it, you got to be part of Celebrate Recovery. And uh, so uh, he's going to let him tell you all about that. But I want you to... Give a good uh, Hills Campus welcome to Brother Jamie Rich as he comes and brings the Word of God to you this morning. Amen. Good morning. <laughs> well, I didn't deserve a welcome like that, but I am in Celebrate Recovery for low self-esteem, so I'll take it anytime I can get it. I do appreciate that. Um, before I even start, Phil means so much to me and my family. And one, he hasn't known me that long because I'm a lot younger than he is. Um, but when I first got in church, I got saved before I even started attending church at the church, if that makes sense. And I'll explain that later. It's a whole other story. But Phil Horn was the first person that really poured into my life and discipled me. Um, and there's no telling where I would be if it hadn't been for a man like him and men like Chris Jones that was uh, surrounding me. Uh, when I was coming up, and uh, so I'm so thankful for that. Um, you guys have an awesome pastor. If you're here for the first time. You'll definitely want to come back. Because he is incredible. Um, you know, I was, uh, when I come in, I had a young lady stop me. She said, you're scary. <laughs> All the patches on. that. So I'm not your typical pastor, right? Um, but then I was thinking, you ain't the scared one. I'm terrified. Look at that. I'm, I'm used to blending in, right? And I'm the oddball out. And I'm going, no, you got it all backwards. Um, but, man, it's awesome to be able to go around to different churches and different venues. And praise God, man, that every church isn't the same, right? Um, I love the church because it means so much. Because I believe the church is the hospital for the sick. What about you guys? Amen. And can I tell you, the, if this place is the hospital for the sick... Celebrate Recovery is ER to the hospital. 
Uh, Celebrate Recovery is a place where you can come and you can be real with one another and do life together and not have to pretend that you have it all right. Have it all together. Because none of us have it all together. One thing that I love about Celebrate Recovery is the excitement that it brings. You guys are going to meet on Monday nights. And can I tell you when, in just about every Celebrate Recovery I've been to, and I've been to a bunch of them, one of the first things that happens is um, the leader, whoever's leading that night, is going to stand up in front of the group, and they're going to say, welcome to Celebrate Recovery, the best place to be on a Monday night. And, man, when we, when we hear that, the place goes wild. It erupts with clapping and cheering and hooting and hollering, and some, some churches start flipping cues and speaking in tongues. I mean, it is a sight to see because they're excited that they have a place where they can come and be real with one another. So I ask you, Cornerstone, or I tell you this, Cornerstone, this is the best place to be on a Sunday morning. Amen? Amen. And that's where you're supposed to erupt and act like we bunch of fools we are on Monday nights. Come on, can I hear you? This is the best place to be on a Sunday morning. You know, we all get excited over certain things, do we not? Yeah. Football. I know there's a bunch of NASCAR race fans in the house today, right? Yeah. We get excited over that stuff, and we act a fool in our own homes and just cheer them on. But, man, this place is a place where we should be cheering each other on. That's right. yes. Them guys going around in circles, I love to watch it. They can't hear me. <laughs> they can't hear a word I'm saying. But my brothers and sisters in church on Sunday morning, my brothers and sisters on, in Celebrate Recovery on Monday, Monday nights, they can hear. And that's what we need. We need encouragement from one another. You know, every time it never fails, when I'm given the opportunity to speak somewhere, Satan normally creeps in, does he not? Yes. And he begins to speak lies to us and begins to tell us that, that we're not good enough and we don't deserve it. We're not uh, equipped enough. You know, to a degree, those things are true. But through Jesus Christ, we can do all things, right? Amen. Yes. And it wasn't any different this week. You know, Phil asked me a couple months ago to, to speak to you, and I said, you know, I'd be honored to do that. And, you know, yesterday, Phil talked us into going to Tampa and going to the, to the theme park and kept us out till 11.30 last night. Wow. Now, I've been here since Thursday. I hadn't even cracked open my notes or anything. Um, and one. You know, I get home, I get in the bed, and, I'm start, and my mind starts wondering, man, you ain't ready, you ain't good enough, you shouldn't be up there speaking to those guys. And uh, I almost told Phil, I said, you know what, man, I ain't feeling too good this morning, why don't you get up there and speak? And, uh, but I didn't, man, because I knew I had to push through it. I knew those were lies. And when the devil starts speaking lies into your life, we need to speak back and say, not today, say, Amen. not today. Amen. You ain't going to have it. You know, it's a February, March the 1st already. That's hard to believe, is it not? Two months ago, it was New Year's Day. Um, how, many guys ever, how many guys make New Year's resolutions? Yeah, we're in church. You don't make New Year's resolutions. You make, um, what's it called? Holy, uh, holy traditions or holy, um, holy what? Holy commitments. That's why that, I had said. I didn't start looking at my notes. We, we, we're Christians. We make holy commitments, do we not? And the number one holy commitment in the U.S. is to lose weight. 
always has been, always will be, and probably always, you know, always has been. So, you know, I'm no different. I, I'm overweight. I always have been. And every single year, I find myself making that holy commitment to, to this is going to be the year I'm going to lose the weight that I want to lose this year. Only to realize that we only hold true to those commitments about two months. And then they fade away and we never go back to them. But this year was going to be the year that I did that. And I started off great, man. I started off like a ball of fire. I lost uh, quite a bit of weight over the last two months. But then a couple weeks ago, I slowly began to put the weight back on it. Can I tell you, it comes back on a whole lot quicker than it comes off, does it not? And uh, so I got out of the shower a couple mornings ago. And, and uh, we have the scales right there. And my wife, was, I thought, was still asleep. And uh, so I climbed up on the scales. And I'm looking down, and, and I just hear her busting out laughing. Like she's looking at a busted can of biscuits or something. I'm going, what in the world are you laughing at? What is so funny? And she, she said, you know, Jamie, it doesn't matter if you suck your gut in or not. Those scales aren't going to say that you weigh any less. And I looked at her, and I said, do you really think I'm that naive? Do you think I'm that crazy to believe that those scales are going to say that I weigh that less? I'm, looking, I'm sucking my gut in so I can see the numbers on the scale. <laughs> Can I tell you, man, a New Year's resolution or a holy commitment ain't going to get us far in life. But a commitment to Jesus Christ Amen. will take us as far as we want to go. Amen. And it'll take us on a ride that is unforgettable if we will just submit to his will and obey that in our lives. And he's given, a, he's given us some tools in life to, to help us out with that. He's given us the church. He's given us this great ministry called Celebrate Recovery. And I want to encourage you guys, man, to come out tomorrow night to, to, to look at that, to be a part. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to be at Celebrate Recovery tomorrow night. Every one of you, look at your neighbor and say that. So everyone in here just committed to be there. And if you're not there, you're lying and you're lying in church and you know what's going to happen. So I expect this place to be packed out tomorrow night. Don't let Phil, don't let Pastor Phil come get you. But we've all struggled in life, have we not? Yes. You know, the video that Phil showed was awesome. If you, if you didn't get anything else out of that video, you don't get anything else out of this morning what I say. Remember this, and it was the first thing showed on the screen. Only one out of three people in Celebrate Recovery struggle with drugs and alcohol. That was when people hear recovery, we automatically think drugs and alcohol. Yeah. It could be feathers from the truth. Those, the Celebrate Recoveries that I've been to are full of hurting people with hurts, habits, and hang-ups. And very few of them are drugs and alcohol. So don't let that lie keep you from coming out. Because trust, I, believe, I know, man, when I hear recovery, I, 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 don't, I don't want no part of that. You know, I really wish we called it something different, Phil. I really wish it wasn't called Celebrate. I love the Celebrate part, but that recovery part just shuns some people off. You know, I believe our numbers could triple if we changed the names. You know, what a holy roller recovery. I believe everybody in, the, in church would come to that. But it's not. It's called recovery because we all have something in life that we struggle with and, and we need recovery from. Yours may be like mine. It may be alcohol. If, if it is, man, you're not alone. There's over 15 million people in the U.S. that struggles with alcoholism. So you're not alone. It may be some type of drugs, 
Over 27 million people struggle with some type of drugs, whether it's uh, illegal drug or a prescription drug. You are not alone. Some of you was drug here this morning. You really need to go to celebrate recovery tomorrow night and get over that hurt because you didn't want to be here to begin with. It may be some type of, I want to work, get my words right, but it may be some kind of something on the internet. I know some young years, something on the internet that you shouldn't be watching. You're not alone. There's over 40 million Americans that have regularly visited those types of sites. And 35% of all downloads from the internet are from that type. I don't want to say that. Can I say the word in here, Phil? I'm not going to say it. Pornography. Yes. So you're not alone. Over 40 million people have an issue with that. Maybe gambling. There's over 6 million adults in the U.S. that struggle with, with gambling. It may, be, it may be going out on the boats. It may be sitting at your house playing cards. It may be playing the lottery. And can I tell you, man, if you hit the lottery, give 10%. I promise you Phil will take it. <laughs> he ain't that holy that he's not going to take 10% of $100,000 million. He, he wants it. The church wants it. So y'all give that. But that's an issue, and we need some help from it. Maybe some type of eating disorder. There's over 6 million people in the U.S. that struggle with eating disorder. Maybe you eat too much or you don't eat enough. Yeah. You're not alone, man. There's a safe place for you to come and talk about those issues. It may be anger. Over 10% of American adults has a history of impulse anger behavior. Over 10%. Now, I'm thinking we've probably got maybe, I don't know, 150, 200 people here. And if I do the math right, there's probably at least 15 of you guys that are so angry you might do something crazy before we leave here this morning. You need Celebrate Recovery. We all need Celebrate Recovery. And you may be sitting here going, no, not me. You don't know me, Jamie. I don't need it. I don't struggle with alcohol. I don't struggle with drugs. I don't struggle with pornography, gambling, eating disorder. I don't struggle with any of those things. But can I tell you what, man? If you believe that, you're wrong. And I'm not telling you you're wrong. The Bible tells you you're wrong. Because the Bible tells me that we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Amen. We all have some kind of hurt, habit, or hang-up that we need help with. We've all hurt someone or we all have been hurt by someone. And I think that qualifies each and every one of us to at least come and try. Give Celebrate Recovery a chance. We tell people, man, come for six weeks, and if you're not completely satisfied... We'll gladly refund your miserable your misery. So come out and give it a try. You know the the Bible has a lot to say about uh, who celebrate recovery is for. Um, the first bit of the Bible from Genesis uh, two to to twenty five has nothing to do with celebrate recovery. And you know why? Because man, man and woman, Adam and Eve, was perfect. They had no reason to need celebrate recovery. They walked with God. God walked with them. They had fellowship with Him. There was no sin. And then what, man? Sin came into the world. And the rest of this book right here has everything to do with celebrate recovery. And it means that it's for everyone because we've all sinned. So don't, get, don't be... <coughs> Convinced that you're not, you don't need it. We all need some help. Amen. I learned early in my recovery that I needed help and that I needed uh, to change. 
When I read Matthew 12, 43, 45, it changed my life. It changed my life forever. And it says, when an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through waterless places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house that I left. When it arrives, it finds the house occupied, swept, and clean, and put in order. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself. And they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than it was at first. See, man, I knew when I got, when I got clean, when I got sober, when I got saved, that, man, I needed to replace those negative defects of character with something positive. Celebrate recovery is something positive. Bible studies, um, whatever it may be. Fellowship, we all we got we have to replace those negative defects of character. If not, man, they're gonna return. And I never want mine return. I mean, I've been clean and sober for 16 years, February 11th of this year. 16 years. But can I tell you, I'm only one day away from slipping right back into those old ways. I'm only one decision from making a bad decision. I have a decision every morning that I wake up to follow God or to follow the world, to follow God or to follow Satan. And when if I take my eyes off of him and I quit doing the things that God's given me uh, to do, I'm going to go right back, and I never want that to happen. So if you're struggling and you say, man, I keep messing up and I keep messing up, keep, keep it on. Don't give up before the miracle happens. Amen. Is there anyone here that does not have anything that they would like to change in their life? You do raise your hand. Before you raise it, make sure your wife ain't sitting beside you because she's probably going to knock you in the head. Yes, you do. No, man, we all have something that we want to change. None of us are completely happy with the way we are right now. So if we want to change, why in the world is it so hard for us to change? I know I, I, I want to be better. I want to be more like Christ every day. But why is it that I still mess up? Why is it that you still act out or whatever it is? I want to give you four reasons that I believe that we resist change or that it's hard to change. Number one is pride. And if you're sitting there and you went, mm, not me. I don't struggle with pride. Guess what, man? That's pride. You struggle with it. And we'll see you tomorrow night, right? Just about all of us struggle with it to some, some degree. You know what, man? God can't use us when we're full of ourselves, can he? No. We've got to humble ourselves before the Lord. Let him lift us up, and then, then, he, can, then he can use us. But so many times, man, we, we, we come to church on Sunday morning, and, and we've, we've left the house, and we've driven with our wife or our husband all the way here and fussed like cats and dogs. Anybody ever done that? Don't act holy. You know you did it. Some of you did it this morning. Only to get out of that car and do what? Come on, honey, let's go. And you stroll up to the church door and you swing it open and people say, hey, how you doing? You're I'm blessed. How's the favorite? How you doing? And you're putting that biggest front on. We shouldn't be doing that. We should be able to be real with one another. But sometimes we don't because we're afraid that we're going to be judged. And some reasons, and most of the time people don't come to celebrate recovery, it's because they're going to be judged or looked down on. You're going to tell you, man, they're just as messed up as you are, and they're going to love, we're going to love on you just where you are, just like this church is. I can tell this is a church of loving people. Amen. I don't, I don't really believe that you guys come in with that mask on. Some of you do. 
But pride is a bad thing, is it not? It gets you in a lot of trouble, too. It, 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 I remember this story that I heard years ago, and it was about a, a mountain lion. And this mountain lion was roaming in the woods, man, and he loved bull. There wasn't anything else better that he loved than him some bull. And he, he does like those lions do, man. He crouched around, he looked, and he spotted this mountain lion. And he gets up on him, he gets closer, and he jumps on him. And, man, he tears this, he tears this bull limb to limb. Eats every drop of meat, don't leave nothing left but dry bones. And, and the mountain lion was so excited about his, his kill that, man, he began to roar and roar at the top of his lungs. But see, what, what that mountain lion didn't realize is there was a hunter nearby. And this hunter was just happened to, to be uh, looking for mountain lion. And uh, so it was real easy for him to find him, right, with all the chaos that he was making and the racket he was making. So he gets him in the sights, he zooms in on him, and bam, he kills him dead. So I ask you, what, the moral, what is the moral of the story? The moral of the story is, man, if you're full of bull, you need to keep your mouth shut. Right? <laughs> Our mouth can get us in a lot of trouble, can it not? God has a sense of humor. I believe God could have put our, our tongue anywhere on our body he wanted to. Well, put it on your, on your big toe. That'd be silly, wouldn't it? But he could have done it. Could have put it on in your, your, one of your ears. Could have been a tongue. One could have been an ear. And we'd have been okay with it because we, we would have known, not known any better. But I believe God placed our tongue behind this cage that we call teeth. So we keep our mouth shut. And think before we speak. Amen. Amen. James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. We've got to let that pride go if we want to get some healing in life. Second reason I believe that we resist change or that it's hard for us to change is lack of trust. You know, we trust strangers every day of our life, do we not? You trusted when you come in here this morning and you sat down on that, on that pew. If you were anything like me, you took all 200 and none of your business pounds and you just <laughs> flopped right down. <laughs> Trusting and that seat was going to hold you up. When you leave here this afternoon and you get on this busy, busy interstates in uh, Florida and you come to a stoplight, you're going to trust when your light turns green and you begin to move forward that the car is coming the opposite direction from the side is going to obey the law and stop at the stop sign and not plow into you and injure you. We trust people all the time. So why in the world is it so hard for us to trust Jesus Christ? Amen. Our Lord, our Savior, our Redeemer, our everything. Why is it so hard for us to trust Him? Do you know, man, that trust is really nothing but lack of faith in God? We need to start trusting God more. Proverbs 3, 5 and 3 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on, on your own understanding. In all of your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. All of our ways, we need to submit and trust in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Next reason that uh, we tend to um, not change is that we worry. Got any worriers in the house this morning? I am, man. I worry that my headache, my, my headache can turn into a tumor. I worry about all kind of stupid stuff that I can't control in life.
But I believe the main reason th is that, we, we, that I worry about is I worry about what other people's going to think. What's other people going to think if they know I go to celebrate recovery? What's your best friend going to think? What's your girlfriend or your husband or wife going to think if you say, honey, let's go, to, let's go check the celebrate recovery out tomorrow? Do you know what? Don't worry about what they're going to think. Just go and be there. And I promise you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be worth it. If there, was a, if there was another ministry in the country that I thought worked better to celebrate recovery, man, I'd drop it like a hot potato and I'd move on. But you know that Celebrate Recovery is in over 35,000 churches around the world. Wow. 35,000 churches. Amen. And can I tell you, if 35,000 churches is doing it, it's got to work. But see, we tell people in recovery, it only works if you work it. Amen. That program is not going to work if you come in with a, an attitude of, oh, God, the only reason I'm here is because my wife made me come. You ain't going to get nothing out of that. But it will work if you work it. The Bible says not to be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present, present your request to God. God didn't intend for us to be worry rats, did he not? Now, I think there's a difference between uh, worrying and being prepared, right? I think we need to be prepared. Um, and I think we can prepare without worrying. So don't get me confused on that at all. I'm not saying not to be prepared. But things that we have no control over, we need to let those things go and let God take control of those areas in our life. Yes. Next reason I believe we uh, don't change or we're afraid to change is we feel trapped. Anybody ever felt trapped before? Like they just, there was just no way out of a situation? Yeah, I know I have. Many of you here tonight or this morning probably remember the little, little girl, Jessica McClure, back from 1987 that fell in the well. Anybody remember her? Yes. That little girl was trapped, was she not? Yes. She, was, she was terrified. She had no way out. But you know, the rescuers, when they, when they, when they heard about it and they, they got on scene, they realized that that recovery had to take two steps. They, couldn't, they realized that they couldn't just, dig a, uh, just start digging in that hole and opening it up because why? It would begin to cave in on her. She began to suffocate and smother and eventually die. So they knew, man, that they had to, to, to dig another hole and then pour in to just give her a glimpse of hope. That there was another body, another living soul down there with her that she could see, that she could feel when they reached out to her. Because, man, let's, let's face it, um, when we're left alone, our minds can play tricks on us, can they not? So what does Jessica's story have to do with Celebrate Recovery? It has everything to do with Celebrate Recovery, man. We all need someone to come alongside of us on this journey. We need another man or another woman to be there to hold us up and to pick us up when we fall, when we mess up. We all need that person in our lives. You know, and, and, and this is no surprise to God. God knew this from the very beginning. Did he not? God knew that, we, that man needed a companion to help us out along this walk of recovery, this walk in life. That's why he gave us uh, Eve. And man, praise God, he gave us another, a woman and not another man. Right, guys? Thank you, ladies. You know, when God told uh, Adam, Adam, I'm going to give you this woman, he, he looked at Adam and he said, 
this woman's going to be great. She's going to be awesome. And you are, ladies, y'all are awesome. He told Adam, he said, this, this woman, man, she'll cook for you and wash your clothes every day. <laughs> I'm reading out the Jamie translation right now, so bear with me. God also told Adam, he said, she will agree with every decision that you ever make and never complain. <laughs> God told Adam, he said, that... Uh, You'll have kids together, and she'll never ask you to get up in the middle of the morning, middle of the night and go take care of it. God said that she will never nag you and will be the first to admit when, when, when she's wrong. I wish, wish my wife was like that. God said she'll never have a headache and always freely give you love any time you want it. And Adam looked at God and he said, God, how much will a woman like that cost me? And God said, a woman like that will cost you an arm and a leg. And Adam said, well, how much can I get for just a rib? So, ladies, thank you. I'm just kidding. You guys guys are awesome. But God knew that we needed somebody else to walk this life with. So, and just in closing, what is CR? We refer to it as CR just for short. It's a safe place, like I said earlier, where you can work on your life's hurts, haps, and hang-ups. It's a place where you can come and not feel judged. It's a place where you can come and be real with one another and work on those life's hurts. So I want to encourage you guys, man, to come out tomorrow night and, like I said, give it a try. It may not be for everyone, but there may be a place that you're looking for to get involved in ministry with. And that could be a place for you to get involved. So come out, give it a try. I'm sure these leaders that we have here would love to see you tomorrow night. I know I would love to see you tomorrow night. I'll be sharing my testimony tomorrow night on what God's done in my life um, over the last several years and uh, would look forward to that. Uh, another thing that Celebrate Recovery is that it, it, it's a, we practice what's called the 12 steps. Most of you have probably heard of those. Uh, they're based on the, BA, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, they're the same 12 steps that AA uses. Only difference is we put a biblical comparison along with them, and then we practice and work the eight principles, which is the Beatitudes that Jesus, Jesus taught on how to be happy on the Sermon on the Mount. Everybody wants to be happy, right? So we, all, we can all learn something from these steps and from these principles. So I want to encourage you guys to come out tomorrow and be a part of that and uh, encourage these guys that God's laid it on their hearts to, to take off. But let me tell you one thing CR is not. CR is not going to save you. Only Jesus Christ can do that. CR will give you the tools to help you get better, but only Jesus Christ can save you. So some of you maybe before you even step doors and celebrate recovery tomorrow night, I don't know where you're at. Maybe you need Jesus in your life. Because, man, I'm telling you, I I would never stay clean for 16 years if I didn't have Jesus in my life. I don't know where you're at spiritually. I don't know where you're at with your walk with the Lord. But I'm going to let Phil come up. He can finish that up if he will. Uh, You good? And uh, so I just thank you for allowing me to share with you guys this morning. And I look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow night. So, so listen, I know I said earlier, all of us have hurts, hangups, and habits. You know, and we have an opportunity here to make a difference 
in our church, in our fellowship, and in our community for Jesus Christ. And uh, I want you to really consider, uh, seriously, if nothing else, just come tomorrow night and just check out the first night and see what goes on and see the message that comes. The Bible says the footsteps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord in Psalm 37, 23. Listen, the Lord has leading, been leading my footsteps to be down here in Florida, has led Jamie's footsteps to do what he does. Uh, he does Celebrate Recovery on Monday night as well. So at the same time we're doing it, uh, they're doing it back up at Aaron Lake. So on Monday nights. So uh, know it, know that, you know, that we have people that we are together here. Uh, the body of Christ is also the family of God. Amen? Isn't that right? And listen, when one person hurts, who else hurts? Everybody hurts. If one person suffers, who all suffers? The body of Christ suffers. And so we need each other. And this is really, I just want to see uh, the Hills campus here, this family that's here, come together and link together and be the family of God that God has commanded and ordered us to be. And which means we have to be real. We can't be superficial. We can't come in here with a mask on. We got to get tired, of, and we need to get, we probably get ought to get tired of being that way. Because you're you're probably pretty real at home with your wife and your spouse, right? Don't come in here with a facade. Come in here, listen, and be ready, and listen to worship the Lord, and let the Lord deal with your hurts and hangings and habits, whatever they may be, and know that you're loved. I want to ask Tom and Sheila to come on up front. They're the ones. And see, I'm going to tell you, this is when I first came, <clears throat> when I first came here, and I had the time where I spoke on the weekend, then we had a greet and meet afterwards. I had one young, there was a young lady, and her name was Chloe, and she came up to me, and she was talking to me about, come on over here, y'all, about <clears throat> that she battled with some addictions. And she says, what are you as a pastor going to do uh, uh, for this community and for this church and for the people in this community? I said, you know what? I said, that's a great question. I said, because I come from a church that did celebrate recovery. And I said, celebrate recovery, I love it. Because it's not just an AA or something like that. It's just something where it's faith-based and it's, as a, it's undergirded by the word of God. And so, and then, so it's something because we all know, we all sit here and know that there's only one way to get right, and that's get right with Jesus, right? Amen. There's only one way to play, and that's with Jesus. Now, the world says there's all these multitudes and myriads of ways to play uh, outside of Jesus, but Jesus is the only, he's the only, he's the way, the truth, and life. And we only go to heaven through Jesus Christ. And we only, and listen, we only uh, overcome whatever it is we've got in our life through Jesus Christ and his shed blood. But it takes the family of God come together to hold each other's arms up. And so I want to hold these two arms up. These folks came. They've been part of Celebrate Recovery in the past. Up north, they came. to be. I just look at this as an answer to prayer. That folks already have been equipped and already know about Celebrate Recovery and just really feel where God has just really been leading them to start this ministry here. And so I, I, I say hallelujah to that. I say praise the Lord. You know? And listen, and you and I know, we all sit here, a lot of us live outside of the community of Beverly Hills, but a lot, a lot of you live right here inside Beverly Hills. And there's lots of hurts and hang-ups and habits happening right here in this little community that's cram-packed full of people. So I want to encourage you. This is a way we can reach out and invite this community in here. Let them hear about Jesus. Let them hear about what it's going to take to deal with whatever it is they got going on in their life. And so what I want us to do, this is a brand new, fresh start. This is something that is new. 
And it's going to take prayer. It's going to take uh, equipping. It's going to take leadership. It's going to take leaders. It's going to take all of us to come together and lock our arms and say, you know what? We want to help. Uh, we want to help others. Uh, and, and it starts right here in the house of God. And we've got to help ourselves. We've got to be real with, with each other. And we've got to surrender everything over to the Lord. And these two right here, stood, they stood up and said, they're committed to do this. Amen. And I know they've got some folks underneath them that have come on board. They're committed to do this for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. So what I want us to do right now is I just want to take time. I want to pray. And I want to encourage you as well. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, that's the first step for you. Trust Jesus, your Savior. Jesus shed his blood on a cross for you. He died to wash every sin away. He was buried in a tomb and he rose again from the dead to give us that hope that we need to know that, hey, listen, Jesus paid the debt once and for all. And healing first comes through relationship with Jesus Christ. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if there's somebody here that doesn't know Jesus as Savior, it's my prayer for you. And right now, I invite Jesus to be coming to your heart, to your life. Say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. I want to get on the first step. I want to get on the road of recovery. Right now, I need you, Lord Jesus, to be my Savior. Come into my heart. Wash away my every sin. I'll trust. I'll put my faith and my trust in you and you alone, Lord Jesus, because you're the only one that can fix me. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, for that, for coming to my heart. I want to live from this day on the best way I know how. I surrender life. Turning away from my garbage and my junk and turning to someone as Jesus. You, Jesus. And I want to chase you with everything that I am. And Lord, I want to get involved and celebrate recovery. Lord, that this, this would be an avenue to help equip me and to disciple me. Lord, and what it means to live for Jesus Christ. What it means to be delivered from my hurt, hangover, habit. And Lord, I pray, I lift up Tom and Sheila to you right now, God. We lay them in the palm of your hands, Lord. You know what they need to be able to do what they need to do. Our prayer right now that we lift Tom and Sheila up. And Lord, that you equip them to be the leaders that they are and celebrate recovery. And Lord, they need help. They need workers. Because Lord, we know the harvest is ripe. The laborers are few. And Lord, all of us can do something, whether it's praying, whether it's giving, whether it's uh, equipping others to be able to do this ministry. So I pray, Lord, that you would lay it on all of our hearts to take some part, active part, and celebrate recovery here at the Hills Campus. And they will at least come up tomorrow night and just check it out and just see what it's about. Father, I thank you for what you've done. I thank you for Jamie's message. I thank you, Lord, for him and his wife and our friends coming down from North Carolina to, to bring this message up, to kind of share, to bring Celebrate Recovery with them into this place, God, that we can ask questions and we can get answers and we can get encouragement because the fact that, Father, you're in them, they're our family members too. So, God, I thank you for this time together. I pray, God, that we would leave here and take it seriously. And just think about it and ask ourselves the real question. Lord, is this, this is where you want me to be? I believe you'll find that answer to be yes. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this time together. 
Lord, we lift you up that all of us would be drawn in your presence, God. And Lord, now we're fixing to leave here to go next door and break bread together. What a great time of fellowship to talk about and celebrate recovery, to share with each other, get to know each other. We can ask questions and we can find answers. And Lord, there's information over there for everybody to grab a hold of and take home so that they can pray over it and think about it and talk about it and meditate over it. Father, I give you praise. I give you honor. I give you glory for all that you're doing at the Hills Campus, Father. Lord, lead us and guide us every step of the way. And Father, I praise you for it all. For it's in Jesus' name. And all God's people said what? Amen. Thomas Sheeler going to be out in the foyer there at the table. There's a, there's a table with some information on it. I'm going to ask Jamie and Amy to go ahead and head out to the foyer there when you can greet them. And uh, listen, let me bless the food before we get over there. I don't think I did that, did I? Did I bless the food? Father, we just thank you for the food that's been prepared, Lord, for our bodies. Lord, as we serve you each and every day, give us the strength and the stamina to do that. And Father, I praise you for it all. For it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Y'all dismissed. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Down at the cross.